Welcome to the Earning the Push podcast. I'm Jack Murley, and each and every week, myself and co-host, professional rugby player Charlie Beckett, cast our eye across everything happening inside and outside the squared circle in a show made by wrestling fans for wrestling fans. Coming up, the road to WrestleMania is well and truly underway after the Royal Rumble in St. Louis. Ronda Rousey is back, winning the Women's Royal Rumble to earn a title shot against either Charlotte Flair, which we don't want, or Becky Lynch, which we really, really do. We talk all about that in the show, as well as Brock Lesnar losing the WWE Championship to Bobby Lashley after interference from Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman, and then going on to win the Rumble to earn himself a guaranteed shot against Roman Reigns at the grandest stage of them all. Whisper it quietly, but the Elimination Chamber premium live event in Saudi Arabia is shaping up to be a really good card. The WWE Championship on the line inside the chamber in a six-man match with some brilliant competitors, and we'll get a legend against an icon as Lita returns to the ring for a singles match against Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's Championship. We talk all about that, a classic match in AEW as MJF beats CM Punk in a 40-minute main event in Chicago, plus Mox and Danielson teaming up? It could happen. All of that, plus getting a puppy, the joys of gardening, and so much more, right now on Earning the Push. I would like to start with the good. I think certain bits of this show have meant that people have soured on it, which I understand, but I thought there was a lot of good. I thought the opening match was brilliant. I don't hate the ending, but what I do think the ending will do is stop it being spoken about in the calibre of match it should be for years to come, because I think... If that had a genuine ending, not a screwy finish, I think we would be speaking about Roman versus Seth at the 2022 Rumble in the calibre of some of the all-time great matches because I thought it was brilliant from the... I hate the champion coming out first. I hate it. But I understand why they did this time. Oh, when Seth came... When the Shield music hit and he came out through the crowd in the vest, that was brilliant. And then... It was the, both the mind games of it. We saw Roman rattled in a way we've never seen before and him wrestling in a way he hasn't before. Like that spot in the corner where he's just swinging wildly for the fences because he just has lost his mind so much is brilliant. Seth, if anyone had forgotten, is one of the greats of his generation in the ring, as is Roman. And it was brilliant. I loved it. Like I say, I don't hate the finish because... It does make sense in a way for me. Like Roman isn't over the shield. He genuinely is because you wouldn't be because that was evident to them. So you wouldn't be over it. Even though it's eight years later, you wouldn't be over that. So he would lose his mind and choke him out beyond being able to be stopped by the referee. And then the symmetry between the way he hit Seth with the chair and the way Seth took it to eight years ago when he got hit by Seth was just brilliant. So I loved the first match. It started your rumble off hot. You you couldn't have started it with any bigger match. I loved Roman Reigns coming out first. And when the Shields music hit, oh, I, I popped huge for that. And it's the first time I've sort of got this version of Seth Rollins. I've never quite understood. Yeah, it's a flashy suit. It's a funny laugh. But who who is that guy? And in this feud with Roman Reigns, I know Edge is the master manipulator, but you see shades of that manipulative character in Seth Rollins who will stoop to any loan necessary to get the upper hand on someone no one's got the upper hand on. I, I love that. I thought it was great and didn't love the finish. I understand it. And look, where else do you go? Do you beat Roman Reigns clean? No. Do you beat Seth Rollins clean? No. You can probably, if you're going to get a screwy finish to one of your big title matches, you can probably do it at the Royal Rumble, because you know the other matches are going to give people bang for their buck. My only complaint is I tweeted this, I tweeted saying, if we get another Seth Roman, I'm all for it. I thought we would in Saudi. And we're not because Seth's in the Elimination Chamber match. So my only complaint is we're not going to get a follow-up to it. I think this would just be it done. And that doesn't fit for me in Seth Rollins' character. Seth wouldn't go away quietly into, into the darkness about this finish, would he? he? He didn't lose clean. Seth would be demanding another title match if this was real life, let's be honest. So that's my only issue now. I might get proved wrong on SmackDown. He might come out and be like, whoa, 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 whoa. we're not done yet. And brilliant if he does, because I'd happily run that back again. Like, let me see that match again, because I think there's more story to be told. 
they do need you're right they need a way to get themselves out of that because if if either of us had taken a batter well probably i would slink away into the sunset but if you taken a battering like that you're not just going to walk away you're not just going to say ah do you know what we're done with this so even if it's seth rollins saying something like i don't want to give roman reigns a satisfaction of being in the ring with me again i think you do need to do something um that was good i tell you what else i really enjoyed the women's royal rumble match I yes. thought that was by far the better Rumble match of the evening. I thought it had a great mix of surprises. I thought there were lovely little moments sprinkled through it. We had the return of Ronda Rousey. I really enjoyed that. First of all, being the best of the two Rumble matches isn't too hard this, this year, I don't think. Oh, we uh, shall get on to that. We, will get we shall that. get there. I thought it was a really good Rumble. I thought it was the best women's Rumble since the first women's Rumble, mm. uh, quite comfortably. And I think it should have main evented. I think that I see why it can't, because of the eventual winner of the men's with Brock. But it was a better rumble with better surprises than the men's rumble. I love being wrong and Ronda coming back. I really enjoyed Ivory's little right to sense return. That yes. made me laugh. I popped half of that. Her just uh, talking down the whole women's division currently. Really, really enjoyed that. Lita got a decent showing and we're getting more Lita, which makes me really happy going to, uh, into Elimination Chamber that we're getting more, more Lita wrestling. Yeah, it was a really, really good match. It was a good rumble. As I say, probably the best women's rumble since the 2018 one. I really enjoyed it. And Ronda being back is the sort of lightning bolt the women's division needed. Yeah. It, 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 what I liked about it is you got what you should have in a, rumble, in a rumble, which is you almost got it in little segments. And there were lots of little moments to enjoy. I loved the Lita Mickey James stared out. And she came out with the knockouts title belt and she came out oh. to, to, to hardcore country. Yeah. And I, I think... We shouldn't underestimate what a big moment that is for Impact and for WWE. That, that I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'll ever get over that. The current Impact Knockouts Champion has come out in WWE with the Impact Belt, with the Knockouts title. People have watched. Gone. I don't know what that belt is. What championships Mickey James have? Googled it and then maybe go and watch Impact because of it. Like I, twenty twenty two is already wild. Yeah, good for the business. That I love that. I love the um. Mighty Molly, Nikki Ash showdown yes, on the outside. Yes, yes, yes. That was nice. I what I thought as well is watching it. I thought what a better job. W and I know we've said the women's division has floundered a bit, but in terms of building people who are credible, I thought when Liv Morgan came in, she had an air of credibility which she wouldn't have had this time last year. I just really enjoyed an awful lot of that rumble. I love Jimmy Smith on the call. I thought it was great. Yeah, I, I enjoy a clever heel, which is what Sonia Deville did, because why would you go straight in when you don't have to? But then she got too excited by taking out Cameron and then it cost her. I enjoyed that. I tell you what I got a tease of that I want to see. Ronda Rousey versus Shayna Baszler. I got yes. a little tease of that at the end, didn't I? That is a match I'd like to see. Ronda's going to be on SmackDown on Friday. I swear to God and all that's holy, if they go with Ronda versus Charlotte, which they might because at the end of the Rumble, Rather than Ronda versus Becky at WrestleMania, it would just be the biggest waste of an opportunity I've ever seen. I think they will. Or I think they'll try to. I think they'll try to. Now, whether... Because we're sort of repeating history here, aren't we? We're getting Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair, and then Becky Lynch may force her way into whatever is going on there. But from what you read, from what you see, rumours, speculation, innuendo, that's where they're going to go. I don't see how you do it because I don't think Ronda Rousey is a beloved face and Charlotte isn't going to turn face. So yeah, I don't want it's it, like, Charlie. I don't want it. It's like going to me personally. It's like going, Ooh, Charles, sticky toffee pudding's your favorite, isn't it? It is by the way. I love sticky toffee pudding. Here's a brilliant sticky toffee pudding with butterscotch sauce and vanilla ice cream. Oh, you've been waiting years for this. Haven't you? you've always had it before. Here it is. It's back. You thought you weren't going to, but here it is. Oh, oh, hang on, hang on. Charlie does quite enjoy apple crumble as well. No, 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 I do enjoy apple crumble. The sticky top is, no, 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 here's your apple crumble. Here's your apple crumble. Eat the apple crumble. I don't want that now. If you just offered me the apple crumble, I'd have it. But now I've seen the sticky toffee pudding. That's all I want. And all I want now is Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. It's your main event on the nights. And what's odd is there was never any doubt in my mind that if she came back, that's what it would be for. And from all the wrestling fans I've spoken to, and I'm sure that you've spoken to as well, 
That's what we were anticipating it being for. None of us thought they would go for Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey for the obvious reason that Ronda didn't really work as a face last time and Charlotte's heel. So, and I don't know how you change it. I don't know how you change that dynamic. They might prove us wrong. They've done it before, but we also, and we're skipping around a bit here, we got a great segment between Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, Lita and Becky... Yes, 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 yes. There's a, there's, a, there's a match I didn't know I needed. The promo was brilliant. And to see Lisa back in a one-on-one match, I'm really excited for. Um, I, yeah, I, I really, really am looking forward to that. I think it'd be brilliant. And it's like I say, something I didn't think we were going to get. I didn't think, I thought we'd only get the likes of Lita and Trish. We got Trish versus Charlotte a few years ago. I thought we'd only get them back in a Royal Rumble little cameo. So a one-on-one match, that's brilliant. Yeah, it is. But I also wanted to see, having seen Ronda um, do a judo hip toss on Becky Lynch and have her down with her arm up like that, I wanted to... That got me excited for them meeting at WrestleMania. And if they're going to say, yeah, you've had that moment now, but we're going with Charlotte. No, that doesn't doesn't work for me. It'll be fine. It's not what I want. No, I agree. I agree. It's like an apple crumble. Just props to Becky and Dewdrop, silly name for managing to have a decent match while the WrestleMania sign was on fire. (laughs) Like, I was watching it coming like, this isn't the biggest match of the night, but the crowd do not look interested at all. So I went straight on Twitter, and oh yeah, the WrestleMania sign's on fire, because of course it is. So well done to them for still having a good match in the midst of that. Yeah, absolutely. I can tell you we wouldn't do this podcast if part of either of our homes were on fire. So well done to them both. And well done to Dewdrop for stepping up. It was a difficult spot on the card, even with part of the stadium being on fire. Um, You predicted that Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley would be two big blokes just slamming each other about. I don't think I've winced so much at German suplexes in a long, long time. But Bobby throwing Brock and Brock throwing Bobby... Give me that all night. That was just painful to watch. Yeah, they didn't mess about. There there was no time wasted. It was just two massive men chucking each other about and being massive. It was good. I really enjoyed it. And, oh, I really liked the ending. I really, really did because it goes back to the story we need to tell, which is Roman versus Brock with Paul Heyman stuck in the middle. Uh, I really, really hope they don't put the title back on Brock at Elimination Chamber and make it title versus title. I hope Brock, and oh, we'll get into how I do the Elimination Chamber next week because I have some ideas on that matchup because I like that card a lot for a little Chamber match. We'll get into later, I'm sure. Really, really, really enjoyed uh, the WWE title match, Bobby Lashley versus Brock. And I like now that Bobby can say he's beaten Brock, even though Brock was on his way to battering him. Uh, And of course, he'll say that. I pinned you one, two, three. Like he did, they had a good segment on Monday Night Raw where he said, I don't need to beat you again. I've already beaten you. And then how excited did little Brock look when he got put in the chamber match? Bless him. It, 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 I thought it was a really good roar, as we will get on to. Um, just as we continue doing the good, and we will do some of the less than good of the Rumble, in our opinion. Um, Heyman, what's going on there? Was it a long con? Were they planning this all along? Or did Roman... Like when your old lover gives you the eyes and you swoon for them again, was Heyman seduced by Roman Reigns in that moment alone? I mean, it's great storytelling because we don't know. I, I don't know. And I'll be tuning into SmackDown tomorrow to find out. Yeah. Uh, my gut instinct is it was a it was a spur of the moment thing, and I cannot wait until Brock Lesnar is in a ring with Paul Heyman again. And the Grit Couple, uh, Edge and Beth Phoenix, defeated Miz and Maurice, and that was fine for what it, it was, was. That was that was everything it needed to be, wasn't it? And just Edge and Beth look like they're having the time of their life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, actually, Beth Phoenix has amazing hair. This is going somewhere, I promise you. Well, it's a little bit insulting to me already that we're talking uh, about hair. But let's carry on. <laughs> Who do you think does Brock Lesnar's hair? I think Sable does it on the farm. Do you think so? I think that gets on the on the farm. I think he sits down and just says flat. And Sable knows what that means she just plats away at their big country farmhouse. I I like the idea that, that an old northern woman sits him in a chair. He's like, how are you, Brock? How's the family? Tells him off for being mean. Yeah, don't be so. So what are we doing today, Brock? Just a plat, is it? That's just like completely Nah, oblivious. Brock. Nah, Brock, you're being very mean to that Paul Heyman. <laughs> but his hair was plaited. His championship was gone. And who comes in to win the Royal Rumble? Neither of our picks. Brock Lesnar. 
wins his second Royal Rumble. He's already said he wants to face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. This, I think, is what left a bad taste in the mouth of many fans. I thought the Rumble itself... Well, you stayed up live to watch it. You tell me, because you've done all of it watching as it goes along. This should be the cherry on top. How was it for you? So so up until this point, I'd really enjoyed the show. There were some really great bits. The Rumble, the Women's Rumble, the two title matches... There wasn't anything bad. The mixed tag was decent. Do dropping back next was decent. I was like, here we go. And I've said many times, I love the Rumble. I love it. And the men's Rumble has more opportunities to be brilliant than the women's, unfortunately, for the women's one, because there is more history to it and there are more surprises that come up. And I love a surprise. Someone coming back or a surprise entrance. They're, they're, they're what people watch the Rumble for. And there wasn't a single one. It seemed like Rumble paint by numbers is genuinely what it seemed like. It was like, okay, this man comes in, he'll have a fight, he'll get eliminated. So it did very, very little for me. It started well. AJ and Shinsuke is the first two. Yes, 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 please. But they weren't in that long. And then the whole thing was summed up for me by Kofi Kingston not managing to do his escape. That summed up this rumble. It just wasn't quite right. It didn't fit. Not a single surprise apart from Brock at the end. No one from NXT. No one back from injury, no one back from not being used recently, no legends returning. And then at the end, we got Brock winning to set up a match with Roman Reigns, which there are a million ways we could have done that. Like Brock had the reason to want Reigns at Mania because of what he's done an hour earlier. So we didn't need that. We could have put someone over massively here as a new champion. I mean... Big E may as well have not been in it. I could not believe when Big E, and I don't know, and this is telling, I don't know who threw one of the WWE champions this year who had one of the feel-good moments <laughs> over the top rope. And no one yep. said, there goes an ex-WWE champion. It literally was not commented on. I, I read, I can't remember if it was Meltzer or SRS said there was a plan for a big spot with Kofi and Big E. And right. then Kofi got it. But WWE, don't film his feet live. That's an incredibly hard... Like, if you've got big plans for Kofi late in the Rumble and he's got a risky escape spot, just film his upper body doing it, make sure his feet are off the floor, and then go to his feet and go, ah, Kofi did Rather than show us all, his two feet hit the floor. Can the refs looking at him being like, Kofi, they definitely hit the floor, but I know you're meant to stay in. It's like, I've got to say you're out because it's so obvious. Film it better than that. Like... Be smarter. It's also indicative of the issue with the Rumble if so much pressure is on Kofi. If, if that's your thing. Yeah. And look, it's, it's going to go wrong at some point. You, you've got yeah, to have contingencies. because um, Also, yeah. can I... It showed to me, and it shouldn't have, but it showed to me the issues WWE has with their men's side of the roster that we've spoken about since day dot. Um, it's, it's just not that deep a roster. It's just not. I mean, when you've got Happy Corbin and Riddick Moss coming in, and then Shane McMahon is one of your big surprises uh, and was God. one of the final three. I mean, I, I know you said earlier we didn't have any big surprises. Drew, I think, was a surprise that had been leaked, so maybe they can't control that, I don't know. But it just... Brock is your winner. You have a ready-made story of him being screwed out the title and going all Viking Brock to make him get his match with Roman. It's there. You didn't yeah. need him to win, and you could feel the air come out of the building when he came down. Where was Finn Balor? Where was Cesaro? Where was Gunter? Why the hell is Shane McMahon eliminating Kevin Owens in 2022? You know who the best person in the Royal Rumble was? I genuinely mean this. I've forgotten his name. Happy, Not Happy Bunny. What's his I, name? <laughs> Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny, not Happy Bunny. Happy Bad Bunny. Bunny. At the Happy Bunny, I was happy to see Bad Bunny was the best person in the Rumble. I don't mean that flippantly or jokingly. He no. genuinely was. That man can wrestle. That man can wrestle. He's a fan. He's got passion. I, I really enjoyed seeing him. He shouldn't have been in the final five of the Royal Rumble match. And it just, it, it just, look, it's not one that anyone's going to go back and watch. It's not no. going to be anything other than a freeze frame on a list of Royal Rumble winners. It's just not going to be. And that's a shame because they had 
opportunities to to make someone at that rumble and i thought it was a shame that shinsuke against aj which should have been a real wow moment starting off together just didn't really matter it didn't matter and am i i feel i might be being harsh here i can't get behind austin theory when he came out of three i was like you're ruining shinsuke aj and he's the one in this elimination chamber. I'm like, we could have used someone better. I know they're pushing him and this Vince story. I can't get behind him. I, I, there's nothing about him that I think I want to see more of you. Yeah, I, I look, I think we are possibly, uh, well, I don't think we're amongst WWE's biggest critics. I think lots of people say the same thing. You're not building new stars. I suppose if you're being charitable, you'd look and say they're taking a guy they're giving yeah. him the push. He may not be the guy we'd want, but they're at least trying and it's somewhere new. Um, just some reaction we've had come through. Scott, uh, the Rumble's a hard watch. Too much Brock Lesnar having bad bum- bunny, bad bunny, having bad bunny and Shane McMahon in the final five. And the first five minutes of the Women's Rumble was hard. Daniel really enjoyed the Women's Rumble because I'm a sucker for nostalgia, but the men's was terrible. Zero surprises. I love Bad Bunny, but come on. Ross, I liked the Seth Roman Reigns match. Really, really good. The first five minutes of the Women's Rumble was a mess and not for me. Um, So nothing has come in that's overwhelmingly negative, but B plus, sort of solid B show, I think. Yeah, I think really hurt by the men's rumble. The one thing, there was a lot of nostalgia to a uh, preteen Charlie Beckett when Melina came in. When Melina yeah. came in, there was a lot of flashbacks to me being awakened when she did her splits and her little entrance. I was like, ah, yes, I do remember this being about 12. That was a big part of my childhood. I love Melina. I think she's great. And she I- just seems so happy to be there as well. And especially when she knew she was going to be eliminated in 12 seconds. Yeah, I thought it was a shame. I thought it was a yeah, real shame to have her. I thought she deserved more of a moment. But I, I liked that we got some different callbacks. Because yes. as you said, because the women's roster wasn't developed in the same way as the men's in sort of 2000 to 2010, you haven't had that nostalgia to call on. But I think it's the first time we've had Melina in the Rumble. It's definitely the first for Ivory. I enjoyed it. So look, here's something I didn't think I would ever say. The Saudi card, put the politics to one side, the Saudi card is shaping up really nicely. And we've only got two matches announced. One, for those who don't know, is a WWE Championship Elimination Chamber match. Lashley puts the title on the line against Lesnar, Seth Rollins, Austin Theory, Riddle, and AJ Styles in the chamber. And as we alluded to earlier, it's official. Becky Lynch versus Lita for the Raw Women's Championship. I like both of those an awful lot. I like them a lot, and I liked Raw a lot, which is something I didn't think I'd be saying. It made sense. It had good segments. Oh, we had matches to get in the chamber match. Yes! Yes! And where we didn't have matches, it was advancing storylines. So I'm not going to get cross about it because Lesnar was advanced and Rollins and Owens was advanced. Yeah, I'm happy with that. And Brock does get a title rematch to throw him in the chamber. Yeah, brilliant. Give it stakes. I want to see people fighting to get in these things that they want to be in. Yes. Um, I love an elimination chamber match. I think when they're done well, they're some of the best gimmick matches. You need a good mix of people who can go long in Elimination Chamber matches. I'm talking AJ Styles, Matt Riddle sort of thing. And people who can just destroy the Chamber. I'm speaking Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley. This has, this answer, yeah, basically excited about everyone because Seth Rollins would be great, except Austin Theory. Sorry, Austin. Also, I just don't think being called Austin in wrestling is a good idea. That's a side note. But no, I'm very, very excited for the Chamber. I think it's been really good. Like I said earlier, I think you asked about Ronda and I got too excited and answered about Lita earlier. So that's how excited I am about Lita being in the Rumble. You talk about Ronda and Becca. I was like, no, we're getting Lita. So I'm very excited about that. But I love that. I, I love that because we have seen a legend come back on the men's side. It's Goldberg against whoever. You know, we, we've had that. We've had DX return. Lita feels fresh, feels energized. It gives Becky a really big target to knock off. Uh, do you know what? Honestly, I wouldn't have been mad about a Lita Rumble win. And I wouldn't be mad... No, I wouldn't be mad. If Lita somehow beat Becky Lynch and, and you know, had that moment, I would not mind it at all. I, it wouldn't be my favourite thing, but I wouldn't mind it. I'd only mind it because it would stop Ronda Becky. Genuinely, yeah. that's the only reason. Only reason. But no, two matches in, we've got some card already. Who do you think is going to face Roman? Do they do anything with him? They do have they... to. It's yeah. Saudi. They pay that much money. They're not going to say, oh, no, keep your biggest current star off. 
Goldberg. No, I was just thinking it, and I Goldberg. God, I hope not. No, if he comes out tomorrow night, uh, that would really upset me. One match left on his deal, so he said. One match left. Oh, no. Roman Reigns needs a dance partner. Saudi loves Goldberg. Do they though? Do they love Goldberg, or do they, they get told they love Goldberg? They love big get, stars. Do they get told they love Goldberg? All right, okay. So let's play it this way. Devil's advocate again. We've complained that Saudi events are non-canon. They're mm-hmm. not for us. If you have an elimination chamber with those six, if you have Becky Lynch versus Lita, I don't mind a Roman Reigns Goldberg match for Roman to run through Goldberg in a matter of minutes. Because it's fine. It keeps him doing something. My worry is that Goldberg would hurt my precious Roman. I don't trust Goldberg in the ring with people I like anymore. I do not trust him. That's fair. That's fair. Well, look, we shall see because SmackDown is coming down the pipe. We will talk about that next week. Just a word, if you haven't seen it, I uh, watched all of the Becky Lynch Stone Cold sessions and uh, the Broken Skull sessions. It is excellent. It may be one of my favorite ones yet. She is open and honest about uh, issues she's had getting into wrestling, about her journey, her struggle. Lots in there about Charlotte Flair that I wasn't expecting. Lots of honesty in there about the the real-life heat between them and the fact that they are not friends anymore. And they even get into that weird belt handover uh, on SmackDown, I think it was. Well worth checking out if you haven't already. You know, I need to. It's on my list of things to watch. I need to get around to it, so I'm looking forward to that. If you're listening to this, there is a good chance you love professional wrestling as much as we do. And if that's the case, do three simple things today to help our show grow. Firstly, rate and review wherever you're listening. And if you think we've earned it, leave us five stars and a nice note. Second, subscribe so you get fresh episodes of Earning the Push every Friday. And thirdly, share the love on social media. Tell other wrestling fans about what we do here and get involved. You can message me or Charlie, Charlie underscore Beckett on Twitter for him, Jack underscore Merley on Twitter for me. And now, back to the show. Let's talk AEW Dynamite in CM Punk's hometown. The main event, MJF against CM Punk in Chicago. It goes around 40 minutes and MJF goes over CM Punk, the second city saint beaten for the first time in his AEW career, although MJF had assistance from Wardlow, arguably Punk's best outing in AEW. We also see Mox and Danielson teasing some teaming together, and the stage is set for next week, a Texas death match for the AEW World Championship, the Murderhawk monster Lance Archer against Hangman Adam Page, the champion. 40 minutes for Punk and MJF in Chicago, and it's Maxwell Jacob Friedman who comes out on top. It was good, wasn't it? It was good. I know we've complained about how long we've had to wait, and I was a bit down last week, and now I'm all the way up on it. And that's what we do as wrestling fans. We get down and we get excited. Really good match. Like you say, Punk's definitely Punk's best in-ring performance in AEW, I'd say. One of MJF's best for sure. The story made sense. He tried to cheat once and he got caught, and the match restarted, and then he cheated again and he won because he's MJF. And let's be honest, it probably makes sense that MJF goes over. It probably does. He got he needed the rub. And it doesn't hurt Punk because he got cheated out of it. It was brilliant. It was brilliant. And you know that Punk was invested in it because he brought Pepsi Plunge out for the first time in 17 years. And that move off the top rope. Ooh, ooh, it looks painful. But I loved it. I loved every bit of it. And, and I'm going to make a bold claim. I think we've been saying Roman Reigns is the best in the business for a long time. Mm-hmm. I think I think MJF is. I, I don't... I look at it now and I don't see how you can deny him for real life heat, for sticking to the character, for match quality, for what he's done. He is, you used to say that SmackDown and Roman Reigns was your must-see wrestling every week. MJF is my must-see wrestling. And it's a small thing. So the moment where the referee, and you can quibble, okay, if you reverse this result, why don't you reverse other results? But put that to one side. The moment that he held up MJF's arm and the the sort of tape fell from his armpit and MJF looked at the ref and the ref looked at him, it was it was brilliant. I, I just, I think he's the guy, Charlie. I think he's the guy. He's brilliant. I don't debate it for a second. I don't think you can say anyone's the guy until they've had that title run as the face of the company. 
that that's where the proof's in the pudding of when he does, which it can't be too long now, when he has the AW World Championship strapped around him and he is the face of that company and they are thriving, then all, all bets are off on him being the guy. He is the guy. Until, until you've done that, I don't think you can fully be the guy. But, oh, he's, he's brilliantly awful. He's just everything about him. He just, you just want to punch him in the face, but also, like, also applaud him. He's just so, so good. Um, and that's the thing. People who are normally that good in the mic can't normally back it up in the ring. And he's showing now that he's got the in-ring pedigree to back up what he does in the mic. He's had some of my favourite AEW matches. I remember Darby Allen. I think it was All Out that they had a really good match, a match of the card. I remember in the pandemic era, he had a great pay-per-view match with Jungle Boy that was just really, really good. Is it time for him to go to the main event picture? I know he's in the main event already. I mean the world title picture. Is that the feud we see next, or do we want Punk in a second outing with MJF? No, I think I think we don't see him next week, MJF. Maybe a, v, a video package or something of him resting up in a jacuzzi after a big win. I don't know. And then I think Hangman goes over next week, and then I think you run MJF Hangman. Your, your best face versus your best heel. Go proper old school face heel on it. And MJF goes over. And then you long-term, you can go with the Wardlow turn because Wardlow is a brilliant face waiting to come out because he'll turn against, turn against MJF. But also, who wouldn't want to see the likes of MJF Mox, MJF Danielson, MJF Punk for the title again, run that back. There's so many matches, so many feuds to have with an MJF world champion. See, I would do it slightly differently. I, I would put the title match together, MJF against Hangman Adam Page, and that's where I would have Wardlow turn. Yeah, I could see that as well. Because it gives that extra... Because Wardlow could easily say, do you know what? I've been biding my time. I've outsmarted you. And then you get MJF against Wardlow in a really heated moment, and you give Page a little more time with the belt. But you, you, you just you can't underestimate what this guy who has been doing national TV for what two and a bit years, how good MJF is. He has never once looked out of place with anyone he's been in there with. He's he's extraordinary. He's brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant. And I thought it was a good. I, I enjoyed Dynamite for uh, this week. I liked the little video package of Adam Cole Bebe. So as I said, st- as I said, took, yeah, because I was going to say people took issue uh, with, with you a little bit on social media saying he hasn't lost because it was a lights out match. And we were sort of saying, yeah, but he, that that's a story he's going to tell. And he did. Yeah, he did. He went, went look at my record. There's a zero. And of course, that's what he's going to do. He's going to pretend it never happened because that's what you do if you're an arrogant heel. Like, that is what you do. So I, as much as I thought he didn't need to lose, I don't think I still think he should have won. As I said, if this is the story they go with, I don't mind. And that's what he's doing. He's just saying, no, I didn't lose. Fine, fine, I didn't lose. Look at my record. So I, I'm okay with that. I do think what I want to see is Page beat uh, Archer next week and then let's stop messing about. Let's get Adam Cole versus Adam, pa- Adam Page. Let's do it because that's what I want to see now. Yeah, I mean, the good thing is AEW have got options and ways to go, as they always have with the roster as stacked as it is. Um, and, and we are coming towards revolution in March. I really enjoyed that we finally got some teasing of John Moxley and Brian Danielson on the big show on dynamite. It's all well and good doing it on rampage. As I said last week, that doesn't work for me. Really love the match. Really like Danhausen sort of teaming up with the best friends. If you're going to have him, that's where you have him sort of in that position. And I loved the logic of everything Danielson was saying. That was a really good in-ring promo where the American dragon said, why not? Why not team up? I, I thought it was brilliant. And why not team up? Because I don't want you to team up. I want you to fight. That's why. Uh, they'd be brilliant together. They would. But the whole time, I'd just be waiting for it to fall apart because I just want to see them fight now. So if you hadn't teased them fighting, I think I'd be, oh, yeah, great team. But because that's where everyone's brain went straight away on that rampage, I don't want to wait six months for them to fall apart, really. But this is me being really impatient. And they do some great stuff. Because also, we've seen how brilliant Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, is in an odd couple tag team. We know that he does that brilliant with Team Hell No. So there are there are great things that could happen with Mox being a bit weirded out by Brian Danielson. Danielson doing a little bit of comedy, but also serious. There's so many great things they could do. But I just want to see that match. I think that's where we go. I think whenever they... I think next week, Mox considers the option. He comes out, he, he lures Danielson in. 
gives him the paradigm shift or the bulldog choke and away we go we're off to the races and we get that match that we, we were meant to get it weren't we before mox went yes. to, to to get himself better and, and and sort those issues he was having i think we we want to see that match and i think it's a, it's a good way to get Mox back in, and Danielson can take the loss as well. How violent do you want next week's Texas death match to be between Archer and Page? Because you wouldn't think it, but you're a little more squeamish than me on some of these things. Yeah, I enjoy violence in my own life. Uh, if that isn't too horrible a thing to say. I go out on a Saturday, and um, my job is violence. I don't love death matches because I love... I'm going to sound proper nausea. I love a bit of wrestling. As long as it's, you lose a bit of the wrestling, don't you? I don't mind death matches, lights out matches, unsanctioned matches when there's a reason. So at TakeOver New Orleans, my favourite pay-per-view ever, when Gargano and Ciampa have an unsanctioned match and it is beyond brutal. For me, it's one of the most, one of if not the most violent and brutal match in WWE that I've seen. That one made sense because there was three or four years of history into that one. What, I said it last week and said it again. I don't know why we're having a Texas death match next week. I don't know why we're not having a wrestling match. I was thinking about this and I suddenly thought, is, and I don't think it's this, but is the reason we're having a Texas death match so at some point in that match, a free agent can debut without consequence in the match? Because one thing we do know is that a number of former WWE talents are now available, including but not limited to one Keith Lee. Yes, and that, that is exciting. Um, that list I sent to you uh, that um, Sean Ross Sapp tweeted of the people who are now out of their non-competes is a very talented list of people. Uh, so we will start seeing them crop up, I'm sure. But if you do that, could you not make it a ladder match? Like, yeah. let's, let's have a match that isn't... I don't mind a stipulation match. Make it a ladder match, something like that, because I like a title ladder match. I just feel like... A death match should be kept back for when there is real blood in the feud, and there isn't any here. Yeah, I I, I think you're right. They're, they're booking the match around the stipulation, and that never is is necessarily a sensible idea. Um, we will do elimination chamber fantasy booking next week. I know I keep holding off on this, but it's because there's so much big wrestling news at the moment. I would like just to give a give a mention to Impact Wrestling, which neither of us watch religiously but they've gone through a really tough time in the pandemic and they're putting on interesting, good, solid shows, which I think is something that deserves credit. They've got their Honor No More faction from Ring of Honor um, invading. They've got Tom Hannafan on the call. I like what they're doing and I want them to succeed because the more places there are for wrestlers to work, the better, the more good wrestling there is for us to watch, the better. And though in our weeks we can't watch everything, what I see of them on social media, what I read, it seems like a company that's got its feet back under it. And I think that's really good. I, I echo everything you say. I don't watch enough impact, but from what I see, it looks good. I said last week, having Tom on the call gives it credibility straight away. And AEW is mainstream wrestling now, in my opinion. So if you do want non-mainstream, something a bit alternative, you almost have to go away from the big two now and impact could give you that. So I'm all for that. Brilliant. And like you say, more place for wrestlers to work, the better. Um, just a quick question, Jack, before we move on to everyone's favourite bit and the push about developmental. Um, what's going on with Shane McMahon? Well, look, let's preface this by saying we don't know. It's all rumour and speculation, but sources which are usually well-placed are suggesting that there was some sort of atmosphere may be too strong a word, but some sort of feel backstage at the Rumble, which has allegedly led to Shane McMahon no longer being part of the company, despite returning at the Rumble. Now, as we say, there has been no confirmation of any of this bar the usual well-placed wrestling website saying this is our understanding. And I doubt we ever will get confirmation because it's a family matter as well as a personnel matter. I guess the proof of the pudding is whether we see any more Shane O'Mac, but very unusual for him to come back in such a prominent role at the Rumble and potentially be gone. Just, just, just bonkers. Absolutely bonkers to come back and 48 hours later be reporting that he's gone. Because if that was the plan all along, don't bring him back. So something's happened. Uh, it's wild. But also... Why bring him, I say why, it's not fair. If the man wants to earn a living, if he's someone they see as having value in, then find more power to his, to his elbow. I don't think anyone was clamoring for a Shane McMahon return. I'll be honest, 
I sort of had forgotten about Shane McMahon and the only times I want to see him hall of fame pop for a special show, nice little cameo. I don't need to see Shane McMahon wrestle. I've never needed to see Shane McMahon wrestle. I can't think of a single match I've ever gone from when I was a wee lad to, to 33 years old where I've gone, man, I can't wait for that Shane O'Mac match. I'll never get the 40 minutes back from WrestleMania 32 with his cell match with Taker. They, they will, will always be a waste to me. The older he's got, the more he's had to rely on jumping off big things. Mm. And maybe WWE has just run out of big things to jump off. Maybe that's what it, they said, Shane, you've done, you've done the cell, you've done the stages. We, we've got nothing else. There's nothing else short of flying the, the corporate jet over WrestleMania and having you dive out of that. There's nothing left for you to jump off. Maybe they've just run out of big things for Shane to jump off. That's, that's our assessment of it. Um, look, right, so we will uh, do some fantasy booking of the Elimination Chamber next week. How do you think WWE gets those competitors to uh, various places for Mania? You can book your fantasy one. We really do not mind. But now, let's do everyone's favourite part. We're sending something from everyday life back to developmental. Something is getting the push. These are the non-wrestling things that we apply wrestling terminology to, the things we want less of and more of. What would you like to do, Charlie, first or second? I go second this week, please. Okay, interesting. Right. Uh, I am giving the push to two things. The Ooh. first is to something uh, one of our listeners, Dan, good friend of mine, is doing. Uh, you can look at the hashtag HD28 for 28 on social media. It's 28 minutes of exercise for all of February to raise money for the Huntington's Disease Association. Uh, Dan, a loyal listener, and it's a really good course. And you don't have to do running. You don't have to do weight. I mean, you could you could easily qualify for this. But for everyone else, you can jog, you can walk, you can just do some yoga. 28 for 28 all the way through February. Uh, it's well worth doing. I played um, football last night for the first time in ages, five aside. And I also have blood blisters today, Charlie. I don't mind telling you, I feel your pain. They are no fun. They're awful, Melvin. I was going to I was gonna give Dan a shout out in my own push work. So I'm glad you beat me to it because I've seen it all over Social media, I did some research on it last night. It's amazing what he's doing. And I probably wasn't as informed on Huntington's as I should have been. And it's a hideous disease. And it seems like they're on the verge of a breakthrough. So any money we can raise is brilliant. So big shout out to Dan and Jack and everyone doing it. There's quite a few people on social media using the hashtag and doing it. So get involved. 28 minutes of exercise every day of February. Just good for you as well. It is. I, I loved it. I love playing football last night. So uh, th that's on there. Hashtag HD28 for 28. Where do you get your blood blisters, by the way? Is it my, my two big toes? This is big where toes, I'm, big yeah. toes, bottom of big toes. Yeah. Yeah, I feel your pain, mate. Um, so mm. that's getting a push. I'm also going to sneak in a push for the first gardening of the year. I've oh, done here he my goes. first gardening. The sweet Alan peas. Titmarsh is out. Titchmarsh, not Titmarsh. Titchmarsh, whatever. Alan's out. That's someone different. Yes, probably. Um, I've got my sweet peas in. I've got my uh, I've got my peppers planted. Um, there's something nice about doing the first gardening of the year. Oh, you've got a new garden as well to do it in, haven't you? Yeah, but we're trying to do up the house before we do the garden. Not my Not choice, happening. but this Not is what happening. I've been told. So I've got um, I'm growing stuff on the windowsill as well. Also, it's too cold at the moment, Charlie. You've got to propagate inside. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Come on now. So I've got a little propagator. Sorry, sorry. Uh, so what I'm sending back to developmental, it's quite hard to explain. It's not No More Nails because that is a brand name and we haven't got them. I'm sending back to developmental the stuff that you use to stick things to the wall that isn't nails, but isn't No More Nails. Do you know what I mean? Blue tack. No, you get strips, right? Little strips and you can put them on the wall and then you put them on the back of a painting or something like that. As you right, know. right, um, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I do know what you mean. I do know what you mean. I have many paintings. My house is yes. littered with them because... The generic brand we got didn't work. And on Wednesday morning, I went downstairs. I got up at half five, went downstairs. Not only did it come off the wall, it had shattered. There was ah, glass everywhere. It was no. like Nick Gage had gone through the kitchen with light tubes. It didn't work. I had to spend 20 minutes picking up little bits of glass. I had glass in my hands, uh, all because I was too cheap to buy nails for the wall. So sticking to the wall, plastic things, you'll know what they are. Back to developmental. Sounds like what should really be going back to developmental is you being too cheap. <laughs> That'd be every week. Every yes, week yes, week. no, every week. Yes, that That'd sounds like the real thing. 
no, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. We 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 have been we've been putting a lot of things on the walls. I've been hammering a lot of nails into walls recently. Yeah, but very you, Charlie, are somewhat, you are manly and you're pretty confident doing it. And my brother does like works in a dockyard, so he will come around and do stuff. I know the moment I tried to hammer something into a wall, I'd electrocute myself or burst a pipe or whatever. So well, I'm, I don't, I don't want to brag, but um, I'm hanging a gate after this. That's what my mornings got involved. Hanging a gate. Yes, which is, I will tell you why in my earning the push. Because, ladies and gentlemen, earning the push for me this week is I'm getting a puppy. Yay! I'm getting a puppy. I went and put a deposit down on a puppy this week. Um, and I actually need... He won't get them because my better half has vetoed it. But let's have a bit of fun. Can I have all your wrestling-themed dog names, please? He is a black German shepherd. He's going to be a big old boy. Jack's seen a photo. He's got some big, chunky paws on him. Uh, Jack, what, was your, what were your two suggestions for names? I've just thought of a third one here. Okay, hit me your three. Okay, the first, K9, but K-A-N-E. That's the worst of the bunch. Second, Bark Lesnar. <laughs> Bark Lesnar. Yes, Third, Stone Cold Steve Porstin. Yes, that's my favourite of yours. Um, my only pun name that I've managed to get into contention so far is rather than Tony Stark, Tony Bark, uh, alongside Peter Barker for the Marvel fans out there. But I don't know. We're, we're understanding it at the moment. But no, that is my own push. I'm looking at his crate that I built yesterday that is all ready to go. I'm very excited. He is going to be big as well. He yes. He's like how Vince... You must have felt yesterday how Vince McMahon must have felt going to OVW and seeing Brock Lesnar for the first yes. time. Yes, yes. he is a big old boy this dog's going to be. Went to see him on Monday and I was like, oh, you're a chunky little fella. You're coming home with us. Uh, but no, we've done. We, we've wanted a dog for a long time. We've done our research. And for a number of reasons, now is the right time in our lives. So that is very exciting. Um, quick shout out though to slow cookers that almost got the push from me this week. They're really good. Use a slow, use one for the first time this week. We'll be doing that again. God said. Um, yes, but no, nothing was beating. I, I could have won the world cup this week and I, the puppy was getting the push. So there you go. Um, would you like to hear an embarrassing story about me for back to developmental this week? Well, I'm really curious about this because you, you voice memoed me in the week saying I have a cracker. So I'm just going to lay out Charlie and the floor is yours. I have no idea what's coming. So let's see what this is going to be. So back to developmental this week for me is people who don't introduce people properly to you. One. After my game this weekend, I walked back into the changing rooms and as I walked past, our DOR was chatting to someone I didn't recognise. And I had to go over and chat to our DOR, our director of rugby anyway, and just got chatting away. And he said, oh, Charlie, have you met Jace? So I turn around and I see Jace. And that's how I was introduced to Jace. So I look at Jace, who's this man who I haven't met before, who's in a big coat, he's got a cap on, and he's got like a scarf. So I can't see much of Jace's face, okay? So I think if this is someone I should know, and someone who would be important, I would have had a proper introduction. So I think, oh, who's Jace? And I think, oh, I know Mario, our usual bus driver, wasn't here today. Maybe Jace was today's bus driver. So I'm literally on the tip of my tongue about to say, Ah, oh, how was the drive today, Jace? Did the boys look after the bus for you? Because I didn't go on the bus, I went direct. I'm basically telling that I thought this man was the bus driver. I was this close. I was like, about to say it. And then I realised who I was talking to. And thankfully, I realised in time that the man I was talking to was not a bus driver. The man I was talking to was, in fact, former World Cup winner and probably the greatest fullback England's ever had, Jason Robinson. Jesus, Charlie! <laughs> how how did you not know? I he was would know so was covered up. Robinson. He was so covered up, and I was quite tired after my game. And also, why the hell was Jason Robinson at our game? So I thankfully realised. I said, "Oh, Jace, great to meet you." Then fumbled together a story of the fact that I played rugby with his son when I was growing up, which I did. So I managed to get that out to save save the situation. But just introduce him to me properly. I found out later he's there because he's an ambassador for our sponsors. That's why he was there. He's he's uh, Land Rover. We're sponsored by Land Rover. He's a Land Rover ambassador, so he's, and he lives local, so he's at the game. Oh my God! Say Charlie, Jason Robinson, not Jace. So not only would you have not known who he was, you would have said to one of your sponsors, which is a car manufacturer, "How's yep. your bus today?" Yes. So I then, later on... You'd have been Shane O'Mac, mate. They'd have got rid of you. Well, it gets better. I told the DOR, I said, try and introduce him properly next time. I didn't realise who it was. I almost said this. He turns around and tells Jace what I almost said to him. Okay. 
So what we know, what we know now is that, yes, I agree with you entirely, by the way. I think that's a hundred percent a legitimate one to have. I often, here's a trick what you do, right? Because I, I get this a lot. I get um I, I meet a lot of people for my job. The trick is to say, nice to see you rather than nice to meet you. Yes. That's what you do. Yes. Nice to see you. And never take a punt that they might be a bus driver. That I was a pretty I had one after a game in Jersey where I was speaking to Ron's just me being embarrassing now. And you know what it's like in the clubhouse in Jersey after the game. It's busy, everyone's in there, it's a great atmosphere. And one of the, my housemates' girlfriends was there. So I was chatting to her and I said, uh, yes, you haven't introduced me to your friend, trying to be polite. And she said, Charlie, that's Dom, Copy's girlfriend. You've met her about eight times. And I was like, eh. And yeah. I was like, oh, have you done something new with your hair? She said, no. <laughs> she just looked at me and said, no, Charlie. And I was like, oh, God, I'm absolutely... So I just walked off at that point. There's, there's no saving that. And we never spoke again. In my two years in Jersey, I never spoke to her again. Well, I, 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 what I love is that also, you're, here's a man you've never met before. Your automatic assumption is bus driver. That's who they must be. No, I was trying to be clever because I was like, I know we didn't have the usual bus drive day. Mario was off. I knew this. So I was like, maybe Jace drove the bus. Yeah, I just think, I think wait for them to volunteer that information before you automatically issue. Well, look, that definitely, definitely deserves to go back to developmental. Uh, We should probably begin to wrap this one up. Next week, we will talk about your uh, Elimination Chamber fantasy Mm. booking. We will do that because we are on the road to Saudi Arabia and Elimination Chamber. That's not a saying. The road to Saudi Arabia is not the road we're on. That's not this. No one goes, oh, it's February in wrestling. I know we're on the road to Saudi say at the Pentagon, but let's not get political. Um, Yes. (laughs) So we'll be doing some of that. Uh, We will also be talking about the aftermath of the Texas death match, but most importantly, Charlie, we will know all being well, who Ronda Rousey is facing at Charlotte Flair uh, at WrestleMania. Well, Um, we know who you think she's facing. Well, there we go. I mean, will your dreams be answered and will it be Becky Lynch? Or do you think we at least are going to be tried to be sold on the idea that it is Charlotte against Rousey that we want? They'll definitely at least tease that it's Charlotte. I hope they don't confirm it's Charlotte. I hope we just get it teased. And I hope they do a classic, oh, you think you're getting this, but you are actually going to get Ronda versus Becky. But I've got a horrible feeling they're going to give us Ronda Charlotte. And no one wants that. They don't, but we might get it. Look, we'll wrap this up here. Thank you so much for listening, wherever you're listening. More and more if you join us each week, which is lovely. To bus drivers and ex-England internationals everywhere, thank you for joining us. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen. Charlie's Charlie underscore Beckett on Twitter. I am Jack underscore Merley. We will see you again next week on Earning the Push. But until then, bye-bye. 